0: This is Blooming Transformations with your host, Laura Kossoff. Welcome to Blooming Transformations. I'm Laura Kossoff and I'm so pleased to introduce and talk with today's guest. Rebecca Jeffries of Sprouting Healthy Families is a coach and writer whose work centers on helping parents of children on the autism spectrum. She is the author of You Were Made For This, Finding Courage and Intuition for Raising a Child with Autism. And she's the host of the podcast, The Caretakers. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you, Laura, it's delightful to see you again. Thank you, good to see you too. So please start out by telling us about your work and your journey to where you are now.
1: Well, it's a parenting journey. A lot of people will relate to that. We all have our own path that we end up having to take to help our kids along. We struggled with our child. He had a number of, we'll call them symptoms, because that's kind of how we treated them. He was a young guy. He had trouble with impulsiveness. and He couldn't sleep. And his social skills were very challenged. He had a lot of sensory issues. And the doctors just kept treating one symptom after another until finally when he turned 20. They said, oh, he has autism. Like, okay, well, we kind of knew that, but the doctors were not concluding that he had autism. So a couple of things changed in the labeling, which helped, but all along, we always had people who kind of agreed with us, including his teachers. So they they stepped up and helped us a number of times.
0: You shared in your book that in taking care of your son, you put your own self-care on the back burner. So how did you shift to honoring and supporting your own needs?
1: Yeah, it was out of desperation. I was really struggling. Our family had become very insular because it was hard to find other people who could appreciate our child for who he was and understand our parenting style, which to some people, it seemed like we were just letting this precocious, naughty child rule the world when in actuality, we were setting an environment where he felt successful and safe. Those were the two big goals for this guy. So it kind of wore on me quite a bit. So I started investigating some ways to kind of just decompress myself at night, such as watching some incense burn or listening to quiet music. I started reading a lot of books on the law of attraction and then some spiritual books. And it kind of just blossomed from there. And that really helped me to kind of give myself a sense of identity, which had just evaporated in my my job as a parent. It was good to come back to me a
0: little bit. And what did you learn from this that could be applicable to anyone who may be listening who's feeling depleted and in need of some self-care?
1: Yeah. That self-care is really super important. It's the thing that's going to help you be a better provider for anyone in your family that might need help. So even if you're taking care of an elder parent, you still need to set time aside for yourself to refuel and really trying to avoid the resentment that can come from being stuck as a caretaker. Mm-hmm. Stuck's not a good word. It's really a privilege. <laughs> it really is. It should be seen as a privilege and mm-hmm. not a burden.
0: And do you think that women especially struggle with this as society often places expectations on women to be caretakers in so many different arenas in addition often to working outside the home?
1: Yeah, in some ways we've set ourselves up for this impossible task of trying to be the breadwinner and the domestic homemaker and the parent. And so we forget to set boundaries because we think we have to prove ourselves all the time. And if the boundaries aren't in place, we're just going to be run down. People are going to take advantage of it, not because they want to overpower you, but because you're giving them the opportunity to do it.
0: And what mindsets do you think we have to change to practice good self-care in addition to setting good boundaries, as you mentioned?
1: The biggest mindset change is understanding that you're worthy to have your own needs met.
0: And what roles do mindfulness and compassion play in self-care from your experience?
1: Yeah, mindfulness is defined in so many different ways. You know, there's this whole thought process that can go into mindfulness. But on the simplest level, I would say mindfulness is being aware of where you are in the given moment, aware of what you're doing in the given moment, and assessing if it's really serving you in that given moment. So if you're doing the dishes and trying to do the laundry and feed your child all at once, and in your head, you're just like, I just need a break. Do only one of those activities, get it done, take your break. Listen to what your body is telling you and eliminate the the noise. Eliminate the noise, even if it's five or 10, 10 minutes. And that helps to build your compassion for your own needs and recognizing them and making you a better caregiver.
0: Yeah. And in your book, you highlight um, not only the value of good self-care, but you offer ways to practice it. Can you share some of those that you haven't already mentioned?
1: Yeah, I think one of the most important ones, this is one I really benefited from, was engaging in an activity that was just for me. There were two. Early on in, in parenting for me, it was one day a week I was out doing music with my friends. We were out making music. I looked forward to that night. I knew my husband was home with my son. They were safe and happy. And I could just go out and be the musician for a few hours. And I'd come back uplifted and ready to take on another week. And then later on, um, I re-embraced horseback riding, which was a, a love of mine for my childhood. And that gave me an hour or two at the barn where I was only focused on what the horse needed and what I needed to do for myself in the barn. So that also was very healing and rejuvenating.
0: And speaking of music, I know that you have a degree in music education and you've taught for over 35 years. Uh, You're also a very accomplished musician in your own right. I've heard you play the flute online and you play beautifully. Um, What role has music played in your own healing and well-being in addition to those music nights that you had scheduled?
1: Yeah, it helped me keep a little bit of my professional self on the side because I was freelancing. I could decide how much I wanted to work. I worked just enough keep my sanity just enough to keep my sense of identity as a musician. So once a year, I would go away for four days to a convention and just get totally flooded in music and, you know, love for music. And it would hold me for a long time.
0: I know there has been a lot of research done on the healing benefits of music. Um, In doing research for this discussion, it was very validating to learn that music has been shown to reduce pain, lower blood pressure, support the immune system and healthy cardiac functioning, and even improve memory. Um, Research has also shown that it has therapeutic neurological effects, activating areas of the brain, and even creating new neural pathways. So how do you recommend that others incorporate music into their lives for healing, even when they're very busy and have lots of commitments and responsibilities that they're balancing?
1: Yeah. So Alexa is a good friend. (laughs) If you have an Amazon Alexa, ask her to play something for you. Even if you're doing the dishes, ask her to play something for you you know, you've got your cell phone, it's available everywhere. Just remember to treat yourself to it. But another recommendation I want to give, which is probably a little bit harder to achieve, but that is to catch as much live music as possible. Because live music is bringing you vibrations completely different from a recording. And you're vibrating with everybody in the room, you're feeling the vibrations to the floor and through your chair and through your facial bones. And it just really uplifts you.
0: Yeah, I know that I had told you that I used to go to these free concerts at Juilliard, and then with COVID, they had to stop. And I've really missed them because being in that space with musicians and feeling the energy and the music and the vibrations, it's really a very powerful, transcendent experience. So I truly understand exactly what you're saying. Now, I wanted to ask you about your podcast uh, you are the host of the podcast, The Caretakers, on which I am grateful to have been a guest. And you've expressed that your intention is to speak with people who are healing, inspiring, and improving things in the world. So please tell us about the podcast.
1: Yeah, so the podcast came out of COVID, <laughs> Um I had started a small Facebook group and I just was seeing, had some really, really interesting people joining and I wanted to get to know them better and kind of share an outlet for them to reach a bigger audience. So I just started doing these little short 10 or 15 minute interviews and I found I really enjoyed doing it because initially I was just broadcasting them in the group, but then I went ahead and got a, a Buzzsprout account. And so now it's splashed all over those platforms, which is great. And I have just had the best time meeting incredible people from all over the world.
0: Fantastic. And what other obstacles do you see that can get in the way of good self-care that women may be experiencing?
1: Yeah, communicating to your family when you need to take time for yourself is super, super important. And it makes us uncomfortable to ask for it. We're just kind of educated to not ask. And we need to get over that hurdle and step up and say, this is what I need. I mean, they're all crying to you. I need my clean clothes. I need dinner. I mean, you can take a turn too and say, I need dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. Find the courage to do it. It's important.
0: Yeah, I was reading a quote by Eleanor Brown. Uh, The quote is, rest and self-care are so important. When you take time to replenish your spirit, It allows you to serve others from the overflow. Is that something you agree with? The idea that if we're depleted, we're running on empty, like pushing a car with flat tires up a hill. Right.
1: Absolutely true. Yeah. If you're running on empty, you have nothing left to give. You're going to be short-tempered. You're going to be angry. The resentment's going to grow. It's really hard to keep your composure. It's hard for anybody, whether you're a caretaker or not, to keep your composure when you're not rested, super important.
0: Yeah. And in your work, how do you help parents of children on the autism spectrum really find that ability to be mindful, to um, have self-compassion, to set boundaries, to communicate? Do you have any, any additional suggestions on how to practice self-care when there may be a lot of stressful um, external situations?
1: that's a lot of the material that's covered throughout my book is how to to reach those goals um there's not one single solution for that i think i'll focus on communication because if the communication is there you can't ask for what you need and if you can't ask for what you need you can't set up the boundaries if you can't set up the boundaries you know it just kind of domino effect mm-hmm. so i do have a chapter in my book about communication with your child or even if you're your spouse is a little neurodiverse and we can talk and the book talks about how easily English can be misconstrued and how, you know, we think we're being clear when in actuality we're we're being quite flowery with our language. And really all we needed to say was, I need A, B, C, A, B, and C, whatever, mm-hmm. instead of trying to make it poetic. So that communication aspect is really going to help you put things in place.
0: Do you have any suggestions for for people struggling with with Covid, I think there's more isolation, there's more anxiety and fear and mm-hmm. and certainly just the the balancing of many things, whether it's working from home or having children who may be um, in school or uh, learning from home remotely and mm-hmm. and um, the the many changes to, um, that people are are experiencing. Um, what What are your thoughts or or insights that you could share to to someone who's really um, in that state right now? Yeah,
1: so you know I just had this discussion with my husband in that it, as difficult as everything seems right now, I think we're also being given a gift and an opportunity to reevaluate the habits and systems we've had in place for how we're raising our kids, how we set up our families, how we address work. And this is a chance especially for those who have had their their life kind of thrown up in the air and it's a mess. If you keep thinking it's gonna go right back to what it was, you're just fooling yourself. And if you're waiting for that, you're just gonna be disappointed. So take this time to reevaluate and reconsider some options. Um, I have a number of friends who just decided that they hated their work. They realized that after they stopped work, they hated their work. So now they're doing different work or they've decided to work from home and they love that so much better than what they were doing before. Or whilst the kids were home, working online, they really love the homeschool option. So now they're embracing that. So be open to change, not as an upsetter, but as an opportunity.
0: Yeah, I think the word in, in Chinese for um, for crisis is opportunity. And right. the idea that when, when things come to a head like this, that we can have a reboot, a, a chance right. to really re-examine and reevaluate yeah. and, and hopefully make changes that will lead to a, a happier, more balanced life. And have you heard from others, including people you've worked with, that taking time for self-care has improved their health, well-being, their relationships with their partners, with their children?
1: All of the above. Plus, another characteristic is their spirituality. There's Mm -hmm. more room for them to embrace the unknown, to Mm -hmm. explore the unknown and to revisit the sense of wonder Mm -hmm. that all of us kind of lost with Mm -hmm. the Internet and television just bombarding us with stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. Getting out with nature can Mm -hmm. really help reignite that curiosity. Um, So a lot of that has has come to blossom now.
0: So how important do you think nature is in self-care? I know that nature is very important to me. Even though I live in a city, I try to get out with the trees and grass whenever I can. How significant is nature to you? And have you noticed that it's a great way for people to start experiencing self-care and grounding?
1: That's a huge part of our lives as a family. we're all hikers and swimmers, and we moved to South Carolina to be closer to the beach. We've always lived prior to that in, near the mountains, so our vacations are centered around outdoor activities. It's just, if you're not partaking of it, it's you're cheating yourself. You're cheating yourself of a grounding. You're cheating yourself of that wonder of seeing things you've never seen before, of hearing and smelling things, and of hearing quietude, which gives you a chance to To become reflective that's super important
0: i think that nature gives us an opportunity to have a sense of awe in the beauty of nature it's grounding being connected to the earth and the smells of the soil and the grass and if you're near water that can be very healing and profound as well if i I might
1: just add very quickly i know you, you say you're in a city but There's a lot to be seen in the cities too. If you look, you can find it.
0: I agree. I think that if you look, you can find pockets of quiet and areas of oasis. Do you have any final thoughts you want to share on how people, especially women, can honor themselves and practice replenishing self care?
1: Yeah, just take a few minutes to think about what makes you happy, what makes your Nervous system, relax. <laughs> Make a note of that and revisit that. Honor yourself with that. It really is something you are worthy of and it's necessary for your own well being.
0: You can find out more about Rebecca's work, including how to order her book, on her website, sproutinghealthyfamilies.com. Her podcast, The Caretakers, is available on Buzzsprout, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. I will include these links on my podcast page on Buzzsprout and on my website where the podcasts are listed. Rebecca, thank you so much for sharing your journey, expertise, and wisdom. It's been wonderful to have the chance to speak with you and learn from you. So thank you very much.
1: Thank you for inviting me, Laura.
0: Thank you very much for listening. This is Laura Kossoff. To learn more about my work, please visit my website, bloominglifepossibilities.com.